Glasses Shop offers prescription blue blockers, sunglasses, and readers for the whole family. Their online selection has more than 1,000 frames, and it's updated regularly. Shop with confidence by using the virtual try-on feature to choose frames that fit your style. They have the best quality eyewear at affordable prices. I know for myself, I have a pretty strong prescription, and for the lenses alone, uh, it would be about $700. And this was several years ago, so it could be a lot more now. Um, so lenses, $700, and then with the frames, it could be about $1,000. So what I do is I ask for a printout of my prescription, and then I go on to Glasses Shop, and I buy my glasses there. And I think the most I paid is about $150, and that is um, with eyeglasses and prescription sunglasses. So it is really good quality and affordable. Get your first pair free with code FIRSTFREE. Link is in the description. There's no greater bond than the one between a mother and a child. But Hilda, who went by her middle name Marie, twisted this bond, manipulating her two sons into committing murder. Marie was born in 1948. She had an unusual upbringing. Her birth father ran a nudist camp in Delray Beach, Florida. Everyone walked around nude all the time, including the children. It was at her father's nudist camp that Marie met a guest named Paul. Paul was born in 1937. He grew up in Michigan City, Indiana, and entered the U.S. Navy right after high school. Paul and Marie married in 1964. He was 27 and she was 16. His parent, uh, sorry, his family didn't expect Paul to marry someone like Marie. They thought she was loud and really didn't think much of her. The couple lived in Beverly Shores, Indiana, on the south coast of Lake Michigan. Paul worked in the steel industry and was a, vol sorry, <clears throat> a volunteer fireman. In 1966, 18-year-old Marie gave birth to the couple's first son, Eric. John came along three years later, and he was known as Butch. Eric was more of a sportsman, and he was his dad's favorite. He was sort of the golden child. Butch was a mama's boy. Paul and Marie had different parenting styles. Paul was a very strict authoritarian, and he would physically abuse the boys even with the slightest mistake. Paul worked and Marie stayed home with the children. According to family, she kept a messy house, but seemed to get better once her widowed mother, Margaret, who went by Marcy, moved in in 1980. 
On the evening of September 1st, 1981, Marie frantically called the Beverly Shores Police Department, saying that she had arrived home to find her husband, Paul, dead from a gunshot wound. Paul had been asleep on the couch when he was shot in the head. When officers arrived on scene, they learned that the shooter was 15-year-old Eric. Eric claimed he had been holding a 357 Magnum handgun when he tripped on the carpet and accidentally discharged, killing his father. It wasn't um, a well-kept house at all, so it was possible for someone to trip on something. Butch and Marie said that they didn't see what happened. Investigators felt the angle of the gunshot didn't look accidental. When they tried to speak with underage Eric, his mother said she wanted a lawyer. Eric later spoke with detectives in the presence of his mother and their lawyer. He repeated his story that he found the gun in the home and brought it to his father to ask about the safety mechanism. His father was asleep on the couch and as he approached him, Eric slipped on the rug and the gun went off. Marie claimed that she wasn't at home at the time of the shooting and she refused to make an official statement to police. With no evidence to counter Eric's story, Paul's death was ruled an accident. After collecting a small life insurance policy, Marie and the boys moved in with Paul's stepmother, Elaine, in Trail Creek, Indiana. Over the next three years, it seemed that things were going well. Elaine and Marie got along. And after high school, Eric joined the Navy, just like his father. But in May 1984, one of Elaine's neighbors contacted the Trail Trail Creek Police Department. The neighbor indicated that he frequently saw Elaine out in the yard tending to her flowers. But now, he hadn't seen her for months. Police performed a welfare check. Marie answered the door and claimed that Elaine was on an extended vacation. She said Elaine was traveling and that she was visiting Marie's son who was in the Navy and that she didn't know when she would be coming back home. As holidays and birthdays passed with no contact from Elaine, family members also started to worry. Police returned to her home, but Marie repeated the same story. Local authorities contacted the Indiana State Police, who took over the investigation. An investigator recognized Marie's name and sensed something was up. Investigators ran Elaine's vehicle VIN number and learned that Marie had recently sold it. Phone records show no long-distance calls coming in or out of Elaine's home. Bank accounts showed large withdrawals in the period of time from the beginning of January up to May or June of 1984. She had social security checks that were coming in on a monthly basis, 
and they were still being cached locally. No one had seen Elaine since January 1984, nearly eight months earlier. Authorities again tried to contact Marie, but learned that she had fled the state with Butch. Investigators put pressure on Marie. Uh, or sorry, uh, investigators put pressure on Marcy, Marie's mother, who eventually told them that Elaine was dead. She said that she had been told that Butch had accidentally shot Elaine with a crossbow. Marcy then told detectives that Marie and Butch had dismembered Elaine's body and disposed of it. Investigators flew to California to interview Eric. When confronted with his grandmother's confession, he admitted that months earlier, his mother told him that Butch had killed Elaine. Marie told him it was an accident and that she needed help. Eric told her to freeze the body until he could come home and then they would decide what to do. Two months later, Eric and Navy mate Doug traveled to Indiana. They picked up a cooler filled with body parts and dropped them off along the way back to California. On November 7, 1984, Marie and Butch were apprehended in Coola, Villa, Coola Vista, California. Um, after she cashed one of Elaine's social security checks. They were preparing to cross the border into Mexico. Marie, Eric, and Butch were initially charged with forgery. While Marie refused to cooperate, Butch made a complete confession. Butch said that his mother was cashing Elaine's checks without her knowledge, and Elaine caught her. Fearing she would kick him, kick them out, Marie said he had to kill her. They tried poisoning Elaine, but it didn't work. According to court documents, they turned to more extreme measures. Butch would later testify that his mom said he could strangle her or he could use the crossbow. The 14-year-old chose the crossbow, shooting his step-grandmother in the ribs after his mother drugged her. After killing Elaine, her body was frozen. Over the next four months, Marie, Butch, and Marcy used knives and a chainsaw to dismember her piece by piece before Eric arrived to dispose of the final remnants. Marie and Butch were charged with murder and conspiracy to commit murder. Eric and Marcy were charged with conspiracy to commit murder. Shortly after, Butch contacted authorities. He had more to tell. He wanted to talk about the murder of his father. He told investigators a story about Marie, saying 
Marie manipulated Eric into killing his own father and that it wasn't an accident. Marie told Eric that he had to kill his father because she was suffering abuse by him. Also, he was threatening divorce, and if they went through a divorce, they would all be out on the street. When interviewed by investigators, Eric admitted it was true. Marie and Eric were subsequently charged with the murder of Paul. Butch pleaded guilty to a reduced charge of voluntary manslaughter and agreed to testify against his mother in exchange for a 20-year prison sentence. Eric would ultimately make the same deal. In 1985, Marie was found guilty of murder and conspiracy to commit murder and was sentenced to a combined 90 years in prison. Marcy, her mother, <clears throat> pled guilty to assisting a criminal and she was sentenced to six years in prison. She died after being released. Eric and Butch were released from prison in 1996. Eric took full responsibility, even though his mother manipulated him into doing the crime. He regretted the course of action he took on that fateful day and feels extremely remorseful for what happened. He said he misses his dad and the good times he had with him. He also found it hard to come to grips with the fact that he killed one of the most important figures in his life. I couldn't find too much, um, but after being released from prison, Eric married and he died in 2022 at the age of 56. Butch died in 2008 from complications of diabetes at the age of 39. Thank you for listening.